Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Uh, Joining me here today is... MC Izzy. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> That's Isabella Rossitana to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, of course, um, we've, we've just uh, had uh, Ryan Bowen on the podcast, and so um, we're very fortunately joined by uh, two of my friends here from the uh, Arm Wrestling Association, the SA Titans. So, Roman, Roman Rockwell. Howdy. And Matthew Hollywood Connolly, who is a regular on the program. So, um, <laughs> so we, we've just had um, uh, Ryan Bowen on, and uh, you know, what were your thoughts, Roman? I mean, mm. th- th- this is um, uh, it's interesting to see somebody who's built uh, their entire career uh, almost uh, through uh, online. Um, so, mm. um, it started early and straight away started documenting. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um, to hear him talk about the uh, early stages with uh, the transitions from, uh, you know, the military and, and stuff like that and, and how he was that invested in arm wrestling from that early on mm. and how the content creation followed and the YouTube channel started and all that, yeah. Very interesting. Very, very, very inspiring. Um, I know, Izzy, you were really taken by the the dietary requirements of a professional <laughs> arm wrestler there. I definitely was, um, you know, upon discovering that he's eating 1.5 kilograms of specifically red meat. I mm. mean, I've always actually tried more in my more recent um, times to have more like kind of white meat and fish for my sport. So if, you know, this guy's obviously you know, trying that out, that kind of inspires me to do more research and I'd love to. What he said that really got me, which is another part of my performance, was uh, he had had always wondered how would my performance change if I finally get my nutrition right? Mm. And I definitely acknowledge, especially in recent times, I've been consuming a large amount of Hague's Rocky Road. <laughs> um, I've been, in fact, my diet's, yeah, yes, definitely more free than it ever used to be. <laughs> um, so I've always wondered that myself as well because I used to be straight on the opposite side. I was strict as hell. Yeah. Now I'm on the opposite end. I'm like, what about if I actually team up with a proper sports nutritionist and see how that changes my performance. So when you're at the mm. um, the Australian Institute and you're mm-hmm. preparing for the Olympics, mm-hmm. do you have people guiding you with diet? Yeah, we did a bit, mm. um, which was always, like, good and helpful. So I'm really grateful for, for that and that opportunity. I think uh, the best stuff I found out was through research and kind of reaching out to sports-specific uh, nutritionists. So yeah. the one who I like would love to work with in the future is the fight dietitian. Mm. who's um, really great for UFC and uh, boxing athletes to cut weight. So I look forward to hopefully working with someone at that level one day. Mm. But what about you guys? I'd be really interested in your opinions and your experiences as arm wrestlers. What do you think, like, optimum nutrition looks like for an arm wrestler? Mm. Well, it really <laughs> depends on whether you're not, what sort of weight class you're looking at, um, where that sort of thing would come into it being a big factor if you're looking at 
you know, you're, you're 85 and below or you're 80 kilo and below sort of classes and you're sitting around, you know, 90 or something like that. And it's like, well, if a competition's coming up, I've got to make sure that mm. I'm, you know, dropping those kilos so I can compete mm. yeah. or, you know, what sort of weight cutting am I going to do to get into that? Uh, what, what type of weight classes uh, mm. are typically in arm wrestling? Mm. Mm. So what, what and for you, women too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the ones we ran at the Apex one with the real tournament um, was 75 um 75 and below, uh, 95 and below, and 95 and above. Right. So we just did three classes. Uh, the reason we did it that way was because you could have more competitors in each class as opposed mm. to having a lot of classes and having you know three or four mm. people. It's like, well, let's make a big class and make it really competitive. So if you do play, so you do well, you really earn it. It's like, well, there was 25 people in this class and I came sixth. Like, I'm happy with that, you know, yeah. as opposed to mm. four people in the class and you go fourth. <laughs> and and is, yeah. that, is that normal? Is that uh, Are those weight categories uh, normal across the sport? Mm. For some reason, it seems to be that the state tournaments have a different weight class to the national tournament. I'm not sure exactly mm. what the reason is, but it's like, um, I think it's like 75s, 95s, 95s and above for states and then it's like um, 75s, 85s and 100 plus or something. There is a difference in the national competition. I'm not sure why that is, but it should be uniform. I'm not sure what the reason they've mm. gone with it for that. It, sorry. What about internationally? What are the international arm wrestling weights for men and for women? Mm. Um, I think with the European ones where it has more of a following and more competitors, you're looking at weight classes maybe every 5 or 10 kilos across the board starting at you know maybe like 55 kilos going up to you know your 100 110 plus kind of thing wow. um, because they have enough competitors to support that so you, you wouldn't want to thin out the divisions by having so many divisions and you know mm. having minimal competitors and that's why we did you know just three classes for us because you know originally our tournament was just going to be a club tournament mm. um, but then we got the opportunity to get on board mm. thanks to Dave and uh, Craig Ike at um, Diamondback fights. We got onto the Apex uh, event, and we had competitors coming in from all over the country. Mm. So we were able to put on uh, an event where, okay, we, we, we've got maybe I think it was about 40, 50 people that actually competed, um, and it was like well, we just want to put it across three weight classes. Um, that way, you've got you know say 20, 20 mm. people, twenty five people in that class. And as I said before, you, when you place well, if you if you win the class or if you do well. You really earned it because you had to beat multiple people to get there, as opposed to one or two, um, and the victory just wouldn't be as um, as worth it. Mm. Definitely, and, and I know that Roman is really big on the supplementation side of mm. things. So it, it, it's not just the food, though. What, what are some of the supplements that kind of help with arm wrestling? Um, definitely joint supplements. Yeah, uh, pretty <laughs> obvious. But um, for me, it's it's uh, just inflammation control, mm. um, making sure the diet and supplement inflammation control is really important. Yeah. And how does that red meat uh, philosophy of Ryan's kind of mm, go into Because I heard that causes inflammation yeah, the other day. Yeah. yeah um, so tell us. So listening to Ryan, watching Devon eat his pancakes, for me, it's red flags everywhere. Um, <laughs> but I am on the end of the spectrum that is very very niche it's not mm. a yeah I, I i struggle to listen to that kind of you know uh, for me it's all green plant-based and wow that kind of thing so, i do eat my meat but mm. 
yeah, it's very minimal. What what exactly can you tell us exactly kind of what your diet looks like and what your supplements look like? Yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of green smoothies, mm-hmm. um, grow yeah. my own vegetables. Um, oh, nice. Just try to get that organic, um, you know, vegetables from the markets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just incorporate as much uh, turmeric as possible in your diet. <laughs> yeah, I need to get back on the turmeric. <laughs> I know. I, I, I need to get back uh, on the turmeric. I really bang on about the turmeric. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been it's a while since I had of... me some turmeric. Yeah. Yeah. Well, inside jokes is Roman and his turmeric. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes up. Anytime Roman posts in our group chat, it's like, yeah, there'll be turmeric comments yeah. <laughs> yeah. flowing afterwards. It's <laughs> a <laughs> performance enhancer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes from, uh, you know, the uh, upbringing I had and, and just trying to push to people that, yes, sometimes there is a need for, uh, you know, doctors and medication and that, but a mm. lot of the things you can fix with, you know, these natural things in, you know, mm. that most people have. Mm. Turmeric being one of the main yeah. ones, I guess. Well, you were saying yeah. with turmeric, it, it, it um, showed better results than your standard um Panadols and neurofin, yeah. neurofin that sort of thing. Wow. So I, d- I don't know in which setting that is in. Um, it's just a quick Google search, turmeric versus ibuprofen or something like that, and I think a quick thing comes up. But if you're if you're giving your body to to heal, giving it a chance to heal naturally, turmeric's like your your best friend in that in that you know environment and. You know, everyone knows the uh, ibuprofen and all that. They, I mean, I'm on them right now because of my knee, but mm. they can have adverse effects taken in large quantities. Mm, absolutely, yeah, I'm for sure. I'm definitely going to buy some turmeric. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have it tonight, it's, thanks it's to you. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. yeah. I think everyone in the club You've sold me on yeah. the turmeric. You should be sponsored by turmeric. <laughs> yeah. I really mean that. So what other, what else? Um, I, I Personally, I've, I've been on the beetroot supplements recently, wow. and I swear to God, they are great. What's was, on the beetroot? Well, let me tell you. I'm so glad you asked me that question. Uh, you know, I, I might love beetroot supplements mm-hmm. uh, as much as Roman loves the turmeric. <laughs> okay. um, so there's a lot of research about actually initially it was beetroot juice um, taken before rowing. It was a, amongst a, so I think it was even an Australian Olympic rowing, the men's team. Um, they performed way better and it helps you aerobically somehow. Wow. It is a massive antioxidant, mm. um, which is which is a great thing for today's society, especially, mm. um, which I'm pretty big on. But the weirdest thing is I noticed as soon as I, I only started taking these. So I went for the dried powder, like um, little tablet things, because I don't like beetroot juice myself. <laughs> also, it's a big investment, whereas just to get like this, you know, container anyway i actually improved a lot my running like i just felt like a lot more i really mean that i was like the only thing i really changed was this beetroot (laughs) do you think that's why they have it on whoppers and aussie burgers like do you think that's the only only reason (laughs) i'm big on beetroot now absolutely and i'm getting my antioxidants in as well so yeah another interesting thing about beetroot is uh i've only yeah Yeah, don't eat too much or something yeah. else turns purple. But um, <laughs> uh, the spinach, uh, sorry, the beetroot leaves have more iron than uh, spinach leaves. So you can, wow. yeah. Maybe that's it. I'm getting more energy. I wonder if I'm getting some iron. Mm. That could well be it, actually. <laughs> that make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about your, your knee injury. It's, you're a concreter. By trade, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's something called Tyler's knee. Yeah, it's- so it's called pre patella bursitis. Oh, so inflammation of the kneecap, mm-hmm. full of fluid. Um, yeah, really, really painful. 
Mm. So I, I tried everything I could naturally, but the turmeric wasn't to, enough. <laughs> oh. You can believe I took a lot. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when the turmeric isn't enough, yeah. you know you've done a very serious injury. Yeah, so yeah. I had to revert to medication, and funny enough, it, it's done the trick. So oh, good. Yeah. Oh, speedy recovery then. Yeah, Roman is uh, also a very good arm wrestler, uh, despite only being into this sport for maybe what, nine months. You reckon? Uh, this is the man. I think on the first episode we were talking oh, about. Uh, that's right. You were crying. I yeah, was. Right. That yeah. was me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the cause of it right here. Um, yeah, we're talking about uh, a match that I had to sort of focus on just tactics and not emotion uh, mm. because uh, Roman had beaten me at the Apex tournament, which for me was a, a surprise. Um, I wasn't expecting it, um, and you won fairly. You were definitely the better man that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a super match, and I was the back of my mind. It was I think we'd actually only agreed to it that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like. But Matt, Matt was preparing for it for months. Well, <laughs> this is the thing when I when I put it out there that Tyler had pulled out. I, I I wanted to I wanted to have a super match, so I put it out to the group, and I, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Matt will put his name up. I wonder if Matt will put his name up because I'd been I'd been mentally preparing for Matt to challenge him at the end of the year because uh-huh. I I just didn't put myself in, in that league yet. I, I I I didn't forget about Apex, but well, as it turns out, neither did Matt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but to, you know the, the 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 day in itself, and anything could have happened. But a proper super match at your own club, and and you know Matt has been doing it longer, and I I just didn't think I was ready, but I was eager when Matt did accept, and yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I took a lot from it, and I'm really happy with the outcome. So yeah, for sure, it was, it was a it was a three one um, uh, victory for myself, but it was uh, it was still very close, and I think. Luckily, the rules of arm wrestling allow me to slip without um, being penalised because <laughs> the first round and I think the third round, you had me completely dead to rights and I had I was forced to slip out of that um, yeah. position uh, because I was this close to losing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, fantastic to see that you've come up so quickly. Um, and then, yeah, we, we agreed to the match, on, I think, six hours before it happened. Um, and then the next six hours, my mind was, oh, no, you know, and that's where I said I, I have to focus on tactics and, and making sure that I just think about the actions I need to take to, to get the victory as opposed to the emotion, which was, mm-hmm. what if you lose? It's going to be horrible. This guy's only been doing it for a few months. You know, it's going to be bad. Well, not only that, but he's about 20 kilos lighter that's as well. Right. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Just rubbing and, it in. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is one of the interesting things and what uh, Ryan was just touching on. He, he was suggesting that his next uh, opponent will be schoolboy, who's uh, 6'3", 6'4", 265 pounds, um, and Ryan's maybe 220-ish thereabouts at the moment. So there's a, there's a huge discrepancy in, in size, height, weight, um, s- structure. Um, why do you think it is that in a in this type of strength sport where you might think that all of that strength is highly localised, that those measurements don't seem to matter as much? Um, for me, it's been uh, like how you feel on the day, Um I've come to training thinking I feel amazing and then I pull someone and instant pain or, you know, you're just not as strong as you feel. In Ryan's case with Schoolboy, um, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to compare the two given, you know, what we've seen so far. 
it, I think it'll. I think Ryan's right. I think it'll be a match worth watching. Definitely. Mm. I don't think it's going to be easily decided one way or the other. Mm. I think being able to access your strength. So if you've got a weight advantage, but you don't know how to use it, or mm. the the opponent is able to keep you away from being able to access that, it, you know, it, it becomes irrelevant. Like you could have somebody that is literally 40, 50 kilos heavier than you, stronger than you. But if you know how to keep mm. them out of being able to access that strength and that weight advantage, then it's mitigated. It mm. doesn't it doesn't exist. So if you've got people that are in different weight classes, I mean, that's what Ryan, you know, he, Ryan's confident in his wrist, he's confident in his, his technique, uh, and to the point where he's mentally going, well, the, the weight doesn't matter. On You can have a weight advantage. I'm still confident that i can do the things that i need to do to mitigate your strength over me or your advantage over me mm. 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 i think what you bring to the table as well on the day mm. um one of the things i noticed when i when i did start competing and stuff coming up against matt I, I felt very um on par with the the aura of the table you know we group up to the same sort of thing at apex when i faced off against tim his first pull of the day left arm under 95s I thought he was going to kill me. Yeah. Like, he was so jacked up. He was so pumped, yep. yelling at everything. And I'm like, oh, wow, I just want to survive. This. I, just, I don't want to play anymore. I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. We, we had an impromptu super match with um, it was me and Tim the other week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it, was, it worked to my advantage that he hadn't mentally built up to it because usually he does really fire up and go, you know, ballistic in terms of psyching himself up for the match, you know. Yeah. The, Know, yelling and, and getting really into the mode and then walking straight up the table putting his arm down ready to you know mm, he's yeah. in your face ready to destroy you yeah um and for because i just said oh do you want to do a yeah let's do it okay great and we, we were just you know straight into it and we were laughing and uh you know his beard my hand kept touching his beard <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was bad and then he kept doing it deliberately <laughs> that's a new tactic we haven't seen in the arm wrestling field before i might have to start working on mine yeah, there you go. That's right. just wear a fake one yeah, yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> but uh no so it, it might have had uh, an effect because i think the opposite where he does really fire himself up he might have a boost mm. for himself you know to get i mean matt that's what matt mask says that's why mm. he goes so crazy because he feels he said, I think 20% stronger if he does get himself in that place where he's super aggressive and the veins popping out of mm. his neck and he's yeah. red-faced and he's, you know, um, as furious as he can be, mm. that he feels that that gives him a massive advantage over being calm and, you know, someone like John Brzezink or, or mm. somebody who can just casually walk up and, mm. and defeat anybody in the world. Yeah. But, um yeah, it, I think for that super match for me and, and Tim, that was an advantage. Maybe it was a sneaky tactic. Mm. You could jump on that next time. You're like, Tim, let's just go. Yeah, no, put your. Yeah, no. We haven't got time. Get up here. Yeah, that had know? to be impromptu in order to get the edge. Yeah, but it was funny. But at the state tournament a couple of years ago, Tim was getting himself in that frame of mind. <laughs> he was firing up, you know, uh, and he, he wears glasses and he was. Uh, sort of whipped his head quickly. The glasses went flying, <laughs> and, and without hesitation, he just snatched them back oh, out of the out of the air and, oh, wow. and kept them on. Didn't reference it whatsoever. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. epic. That that was, yeah. Yeah, that was Everyone in the crowd was like. Okay. <laughs> we found our winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Have you had that? Like, if you've gone with your super match or or in a. a 
know, if you're a training session, you're like, I really want to get this mm. happening. And, you you know, have you had a frame of mind where you're like, I'm going to fire up or there's, there's a moment where you've gone, this is a thought I'm going to get into this process to step up and be in this frame of mind? I've given a little bit of thought to it. And my my, my sense is, is that I'm, I'm pretty casual at the table. And I think for me, it's won and lost in the moment I touch the other guy's hand. Um, your hand, I don't feel, your hand's much bigger, but I feel like there's hope. You know, some mm. even though there isn't, but I feel like there is some hope. <laughs> <Gentle>. And yeah. <laughs> um, and kind, so, kinda. yeah, and and so uh, you know, there, there's some guys uh, that uh, I think are stronger than me, but because I think that there's some hope, I, I find a way. And then there's uh, other guys that I don't think are as strong as me, and uh, but I. I find them awkward to 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 work with. So mm. you know, um, uh, it's it's seemingly for me, it's all it's all in that setup the first uh, few moments. But the the psyching up side of things, it, it's not so much a, a thing for me. I, I, I like to think of myself as maybe a bit more of a counter puncher in that I feel the hand, I feel where there might be a little a way, and then if there is, great, and if there isn't, I kind of I'll capitulate early because the risk of injury in a super match is super high. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, yeah, all you've got to do is move slightly the wrong way and you, you can be carrying an injury yeah. for another month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd, I'd rather kind of feel it and if, if I don't feel it's there, it's, it, we'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. You get know? a lot of uh, self-talk um, in between rounds or leading up to it. You know, uh, um, no, I, I, I try to focus on my breathing as much as anything. You know, I, I think um, there's, uh, there's a, there is a propensity to, to hold your breath, um, especially when you're under tension. And if you... Um, uh, if you hold your breath for any length of time whilst exerting yourself, obviously you're going to deplete pretty quickly. So uh, I, I really think about just oxygenating rather than mentally. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit different to say like in, in boxing or some of those more combative combat sports where the fear of death is always upon you. <laughs> I you know? love that. It's my favourite type of fear. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me drunk, keeps me going every day. If I'm perfectly honest, that's keep, what drives me. Keeps yeah, you sharp. On. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have that fear um, coming to the table So it, it, in that way. Um, and so if the guy on the other side is like, psyched, psyched up, well, <laughs> there's no threat of violence, you know, in the mm. same way. Whereas, you know, if somebody's coming to you in the ring and you can see that they're oh, just a little bit more jacked than you are, mm. then you can kind of go, oh, hang on, this will be, <laughs> whew, okay, well, I'm, I'm in it now, mm. you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I don't I, I don't think I, I psych myself up in any particular way. Mm. Um, I, I, I try to prepare as best I can and um, try and be injury-free in the lead-up to it and enjoy, try and enjoy the moment. Mm. Mm. Do you have that with boxing? Do you have like a, a self-talk that, you know, you've got this, you can do this, don't, you know, the, where the, those doubts creep in and it's just, no, I'm not listening to you. I, I, this may be just me. I have full-on <laughs> conversations. <laughs> I love that. You should, you should I was going to say record them, but you can't really do that. You, you can right, do your own podcast with yeah. yourself. <laughs> I'd listen to that. Well, it's really interesting because I just completed a subject at my for my university degree, which was sports psychology. And um, obviously with, you know, getting psyched before any sport, you can be, you can actually be, there's like a great graph, a bell graph where you can be under psyched or, you know, you're not at all. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you can be. So for an event, you you obviously want to get it right in the optimum. So we're looking at like a bell curve where if you're over psyched or too psyched up for some sports, that's not what you want. Um, for me, when I previously did canoeing, I think in my first two years, that really stuffed me up. 
Oh. Canoeing's very te- obviously some sports are different. Every sport's different, but um, it was very technical. Mm. Um, and I would be so psyched up. I'd listen to you know really heavy kind <laughs> of like electronic motivational music. I'd be jumping up and down. I'd be psyched like that. Mm. And uh, but then when I got to the start, I'd be very shaky, and that mm. meant my start wasn't as quick as it could be. Yeah. But we never had a conversation with anyone really about what are you thinking and what are you doing right before your race. Um, but I kind of did my own research and that evolved. And towards the end, I was um, dancing, just like getting really relaxed, just listening to my favorite tunes, having a dance. Like I love dancing as a warm up. Right. Um, and whether that will extend into my boxing, I mean, it would be probably great for viewership <laughs> if I do. Uh, a bit similar to the Blonde Bomber, Ebony Bridges, um, doing something funny like that, you know, yeah, like yeah. You know, really dancing was fun. But also, I wouldn't listen to. Maybe a bit earlier in the day, I would listen to my more motivational things like my favourite Muhammad Ali speeches yeah. <laughs> or Rocky. Um, then I would listen to um, my favourite music, but I definitely would not be listening to the same sort of music that I would approach a heavy aerobic workout with, mm. you know, which would be that thing that really pumps you up and jacks you up. Because it, But it also, as, as I said before, for boxing, I probably would want to be a bit more psyched up than I would for canoeing. I had to really be. And I only discovered that later in my career, which is obviously when I went my fastest, hmm. was I had to actually be in a more in the zone, relaxed and ready mindset as opposed to, for example, if I'm trying to attack a monster, you know, training session, um, I have to be really psyched up and like, I'm going to give this everything. So that was quite interesting because I would have assumed before all my study and everything that you, you do want to be as psyched up as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about what about you two? So what do you do? Before, so you said self-talk, so that was something that we talked about a lot uh, mm. in in my degree was self-talk can be used quite positively. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it can be negative for some people if they yeah. aren't able to escape the negative cycle and that sort of thing, yeah. but mm. sounds like that's something that you use. Yeah, it, uh, it's just the way my mind works. I, don't, I, I thought everyone did this yeah. <laughs> until my wife said, no, you're crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have two voices going at all times. Two? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Is one good or one bad? No. Do they have names? They're both me. <laughs> They're both me, but yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah. And it's wow. like, what do you think about this? Like, what do you, yeah. you think that was good? No, yeah. um, you know, should we do yeah. that? Yeah, maybe we could do this. What do you mm. think about that? Mm. Um, and then, you know, if there's a competition or mm. there's something there and it, that, that negative sort of thought might come in, and then it's like, no, that's silly. Don't tell me about that. I don't want to hear about that. Well, that's good. Um, that is, you know, that it mm, stops. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so they alternate in terms of being the controlling subpersonality. So you've got you've got the, the these two voices mm. that represent. Do they represent anything in particular? It's they're both they're both me in terms of the same personality, but it's just that um, when I'm thinking about doing something or if the, oh. that there is a conversation, this, my thought process is a conversation. I kind of know what you're saying. Oh, yeah, so, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just know, like, for me, for example, sometimes, like, you know, if my coach is, is saying, like, put your head into it, like, with a jab, like, use your power, then in my head I'm saying, all right, I'm going to use my power. Like, yeah, exactly, all right, let's, yeah. go, let's go into it. Yes. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's really, yeah, that is, that is really common in athletes. It was really interesting to read. Like there was something about basketballers, I wouldn't be able to reference that one. Mm. Um, but you know, there were just there were just things like, oh, I missed that shot, but this time I'm going to make it. Like, let's go, mm. it's game time. Yeah, I yeah. actually asked a number of people because I was doing something that was going to require a lot of mental, I guess, resilience and perseverance. So I asked a number of athletes, what what do you think? 
and uh, my physio, she was a basketballer and a netballer as well. And she said, oh, what was it? it was something great like, all right, let's go, oh, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's fuck shit up. So oh, that's a new phrase which I quite like to include when I'm doing something like, all right, let's fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good one for boxing. It is. Yeah. I think maybe it's uh, for people that are in individual pursuit, pursuits or it's like, you know, if you're going into a – yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a physical competition, but even say a job interview or, or mm. um, a podcast or something like that, mm. um, where it's this is the way I'm, I deal with this situation. Mm. Um, I'm going to have this conversation, but it's very supportive in terms of the way I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think very positively and and get the job done. Um, do you think that maybe that's like a, an introverted sort of personality that or that people would rely on their own? conversation as opposed to having to talk to other people to get you know well i think those conversations going on in most people's minds but the um they don't associate them with distinctly different voices okay so <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> you're getting worried now are you? <laughs> no. medication i, I won't be on this i won't be on this podcast again <laughs> No, there's a well, it's a tool. It's a tool for positive psychology. Which matter we talk about? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but very definitely, it is that tool. You know, I guess uh, you know if you're conscious of that and and you're aware of it and you can understand how to leverage it um, and be in control of it, it's different. But you know, um, otherwise it's mental illness, isn't it? You know, yeah, or it's a form. Oh, of it. yeah. yeah. No, I mean, because for- if you're not in control of it, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it creates disease and yeah, yeah. Well, for all the athletes I coach, you know, as I've mentioned before, I've always seen it as a tool. It is self-talk is a tool. Like you know, you use it to your advantage. Mm. Um, I think we're only just now coming into a time where, for athletes and for everyone, like now, corporate people are really interested in it we are seeing the importance of mindset, which to me from pretty early in my life, that's that's what I had and that's what I was working on and that's what motivation, literally motivational videos got me that. It was all, I used to listen to them and I listened to them. Mm, I listen to them every day. I listen to them on the way here. Yeah, I love them. No, I, I really think that's what made me uh, as determined in everything as I am was the amount I just like listen. It's probably absorbed into my skull and my brain. But my point being... Um, that it's something every athlete should 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 be using. Mm. And in the times where I haven't been as successful in my sport, my self-talk was especially towards um, like probably the middle when I've had a number of injuries. I didn't feel like I was mm. supported. Well, I definitely had no positive feedback. I didn't have anyone saying, good work, how's training going, mm. or anything like that, the worst part. Mm. Um, and my self-talk was crap. I can remember one day getting in the boat after coming back from injury and feeling like that. And my, my self-talk was, why am I here? In my head, I was paddling and I'm looking at, you know, looking at the, you know, my, my ex-teammate and my, and my coach. And I'm thinking, wait, what am I actually doing here? Like, they don't want me here. I'm not wanted here. Like, I'm doing, you know, I've just come back from an injury and I tried my hardest and no one's actually said, well done. No one's told mm. me hey, good work at all. And I've just fucking, you know, I can't walk. It hurts me to walk. Mm, and you start to build that up in your head. Yeah, and, and it was so negative. And then it becomes a negative cycle. Mm. And that's now, having done this subject, I realised all of this stuff a lot more. And uh, so that's been that's been quite interesting. But it's definitely something like, for example, in an arm wrestle, you know, um, I, I like, you know, you, you want to be thinking like, all right, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, 
Yeah, but I'd be interesting. What about you? What do you do before, um, or what psychological things do you use? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I suppose uh, on the on the drive to training, I don't like to think about it too much mm. the day before or whatnot. Um, definitely driving to training, like with Matt's match. Mm. I, I, you do. You got to put yourself in a mindset. You got to mm. start thinking about your your strengths and where you have maybe beaten that person in that you know situation before. Um, my match with Tyler, that's meant to be uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I've beaten him on a, quite a few occasions. Um, I, I had a lot of confidence going in to our match. It's been postponed so many times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but having slow pulled him on a number of occasions now before our match that confidence is gone he's mm. bridged he's bridged that gap between us his mm. his wrist and arm are so strong now i i, I i'm psyching myself out of the match mm. so i yeah, yeah it so does, you've got to change well, that mentality in a you, way yeah, you, you do, really do yeah. and and a suggestion i would have would be um the best thing that i took in my study which actually helped me for you know, fighting as my favourite fight, my first <laughs> fight with a six foot three guy, which was so much fun, um, was your thoughts. Just remember as an athlete, your thoughts become your feelings, become your performance. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking, so start thinking um, this guy, so I think you said technically or he's bigger or he's just one more, yeah, he's, he's more he's, experienced or? No, no, he, he's, he's bigger, he's, he's yeah. quite a bit stronger. Um, where I've uh, had the advantage is with my wrist and hand and slow pulling him last week, I, I felt that he's really improved in that area and it's, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a real battle. A tough one. Yeah. So you have to find what's, what's another advantage you have or start thinking, mm. you know, th- start thinking, oh, well, you know, he, he was better than maybe he's more tired, maybe he's fatigued, you know, yeah. or there's a different technique I can find that Something. I can perfect. Yeah. yeah, and then start thinking more positively and then feeling more positive mm. and then that's going to affect your performance. But those just that those three things leading on to each other is really stuck and ingrained in my mind and it's helped me a lot actually I think since um since doing that and yeah. learning that yeah mm, yeah your thoughts become your reality mm. and they do yeah, it's such such an important thing mm. that yeah. a lot of people don't don't look into it they don't mm. think about it um and you see people that have depression or they have anxiety and it's mm. just that spiral of negative yeah. negative thoughts mm. and it's like yeah. if you're able to turn that into um, instead of listening to those negative thoughts, um, mm. to, to try to turn it around. And it's like, and then that becomes sort of a, a skill and a muscle that you have to build and work on. You know? mm. um, going into scary things or new things that you're not going to be comfortable with and mm. doing it regularly uh, allows you to, you know, build that confidence of, well, I was worried to do that, but mm. I got through it and succeeded. Or, you know, even if I didn't succeed, I still went and did it. And then mm. the next time I do it, it's not going to be as scary as worrying. So, yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, I did a lot of acting stuff and it was like you'd, you'd get a- Hollywood. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd be handed a script, like six-page dialogue. Um, it might be a monologue. So it's just you talking, uh, you know, 10 minutes before you've got to go in in front of three cameras and 10 people all sitting there and you walk judging you and you've had 10, <laughs> 10 minutes to remember it. You can't use it in the scene. Mm. Um, and yeah, as soon as you walk in high, yeah. Okay. Just down on the X there. Um, just look, there's the camera. You're going to use it there. And, uh, where you go. Action. And you're like, Fuck. so, <laughs> you know, if you were, doing that for your first time yeah um you know the adrenaline is going yeah. your hands are trembling your voice is shaking yeah you're thinking too much about 
what are they thinking of me or whatever over time and experience and and having done it enough mm. to the point where you could be like i don't care who's here you could have a million people here i don't yeah. it's i'm going to do my thing and that's what i'm going to do and it you know put every put a camera here i don't yeah. care it's not going to affect me i'm still going to do my thing mm. um and it's only through experience and and time doing mm. it uh that you could build those skills and it's like those translate to other areas of your life it's yeah. like okay well you know that was scary but these are the things i did to get over it and it's like well this thing is scary but i'm going to do the same techniques and you know yeah. that's why i listen to that motivation stuff and that's mm. why mm. you know you've got your, your healthy stuff that you know that co- all compounds it's like yeah. if you're if you're eating healthy you're working out you're doing positive things in your life you're, you're talking to people that inspire you or, or that sort of thing mm. it all compounds and and creates like a really positive atmosphere whereas if you're doing the opposite if you're not not looking after your body you're not looking after your health nutrition um, you know, you're feeling tired all the time. You, you go to something, a job that you absolutely despise. You know, you, you get home, you, you're arguing with people. Mm. And it's just that spiral yeah. of negativity mm. that you're not going to be getting results. And then if mm. you do get an opportunity mm. where it's like, hey, come and audition for this thing and you've had that as your central focus and it's like going into that room, you're probably mm. more likely to, to fail and not, for, not remove the lines, not do the character, not be able to perform up to your ability. So, yeah, it all it all sort of focuses into one thing. A hundred percent. And on that, I think a really big thing to take is for some people, like, if you don't have any positive support, like, having a positive support is huge in sporting success and also in general mm. mental well-being. But something I found which I think is absolutely fantastic is if you're if you're not able to to have that positivity around you and if you know you're not able to move into a positive environment you can actually find that and a lot of motivational speakers say this find it through movies through mm. podcasts mm. I know a really good one called the Daily Combat podcast <laughs> myself I like to listen to it um, and you know through music and through you know fictional and real characters that inspire you mm. so for anyone if you don't have access to that positive environment you can still find it you know yeah, that's make right, yourself yeah. look at Rocky and how many Rocky Rocky how many people have gone into the boxing or, or even fitness or anything and it's like this guy you know the main the character they just hear the trumpets in the that's background that's right I have yeah. put it on when I'm in the gym and, yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's on my, it's on it's a, a lot of my playlists. If yeah. you're doing cardio, it's dangerous yeah, stuff. Yes. You'll go way harder than yeah. you should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think growth's always on the other side of our discomfort and putting ourselves into those situations that are there are challenges to us. Uh, invariably, they're the things that make us better people. And overlaying that, production is the source of morale. So there are a lot of people that do struggle with mental illness and, and have blockages in that way. But... Uh, the best way to move forward is to become productive. And I, I really took mm. that away from Ryan, uh, our interview with Ryan just a little bit earlier because I- even with all the haters, even with all the mm. negative comments, all the pushback and everybody telling him he didn't deserve his, his kind of his spot in the arm wrestling world, uh, he spent four and a half years taking that shit because he he was being productive. He was doing that thing that he loved and he knew that every step was a step closer to his goal, even if others couldn't see where that goal was or what that goal represented. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot to be taken from that. And mm. um, to anybody that uh, hasn't listened to that particular podcast yet or hasn't watched it, well, they can certainly <laughs> do that by tuning into the Daily Combat podcast. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, on behalf of the whole team, thanks so much. Uh, for joining us again on the Daily Combat Podcast and we'll look forward to bringing you a whole lot more next time. You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. 
special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au. The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.